But right now, look, this is a great pleasure because it is Australia Day week. And, well, the, the only guy that I want to speak to on Australia Day, he did magnificent uh, work with the North Melbourne Football Club, uh, winning a premiership with them in 1975. And also, well, what, what do we eat on Australia Day? I, for the life of me, I need some clues. So I've well, got Sam Kekovich on the line. G'day, Keka. Jack, how are you, mate? Uh, God, you've got a power pack program there. You've talked to the world there. You've got all the celebrities in the world. You cover every point of the, the globe. God, there's not one topic you've missed out on. Oh, no, I'm exhausted. Uh, but you're the, you're, the, um, you're the cherry on top with this one. I can't believe you said yes to joining us. So thank you for your you're time, kidding, mate. Aren't you? I'm a simple man of simple tastes. <laughs> Put up with simple values. You know, the good old Australia, the way we were raised. <laughs> Oh, no excuse for bad manners, you know that. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, now, tell us, uh, what should we eat on uh, on Australia Day, mate? Because I'm, I'm stumped for ideas. Well, what should you eat on Australia Day? Well, guys, uh, tofu, you got any tofu in your fridge? No, not yeah, really. throw it out. <laughs> you know, what we do, we have a good old Aussie barbie, you know, the iconic Aussie barbie, full of succulent, juicy lamb. Oh. And invite all your friends around and just rejoice living in the best country on the planet. And regardless of colour, cult or creed, just come together as one and rejoice. <laughs> well, That's what we do on Australia Day. That's us. That is, that is us. That is us. How's it been? I mean, I've, I've listened to the, 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 the lamb ads uh, lately and you're, you're not on them anymore. So uh, has I'm it been... every a... one of them. Are you I'm on every one of them, Jack. Yeah. Oh. You must have a lapse in memory or, or a lapse in... Uh, Concentration. Well, I've only heard uh, Merv Hughes doing them. No, that's not the real ad. The real, the real so this is the uh, summer ad where I'm in. Yes. Is uh, oh, if you saw the latest one. Yes, on the Which is a fantastic ad. Yes. And being well received. Of course. About being an Australian. It is. It is a bottle. No, I've been on every one since. Well, we started the campaign in 2005, Jack. Way yes. back then. Oh, that's why. So it's almost 20 years. I, yes, so that's why I, I, I stumped to think that you weren't on them. So that's fantastic. So I'm so sorry, I mean, I don't watch TV, un, unfortunately. No, you don't have to. You don't have to watch TV. It's not a prerequisite. <laughs> it's on YouTube and it's on a number of mediums, but uh, oh, no, it's right. fantastic. Oh, good on you, mate. Well done. So um, how, how's it been? I mean, obviously you copped some flack uh, for doing them, um, but uh, you're still loving doing them? Fantastic, I don't cop any flack. I mean, in fact, I get regaled for them <laughs> and acknowledged and recognised for promoting uh, one of the great products, iconic products of Australia and not only that, for promoting the uh, the wonderful work of our true champions, which is the Australian farmer in the rural sector who in great adversity have produced great products <laughs> without any uh, whinging or fan, you know, fanfare, bright lights or neon signs, just displayed all the true DNA of Australia. Yeah, resilience, diligence, devotion, commitment, all those <laughs> wonderful intangibles that used to be a part of our DNA. Now, of course, we're perpetually aggrieved and the woke and the PC have taken over and now it's all about entitlement. Yes. Yes, that's a different world, but we'll still maintain the line, Jack. Yes. <laughs> we'll still acknowledge the wonderful work the diggers have done, the 80,000 have perished. Rustus of a test to enjoy the privileges of a wonderful democracy. Uh, we won't forget them. No, we, we certainly won't. And we that's certainly. why we'll uphold the tradition. We won't bend over meekly. 
No, no, oh, fantastic. Oh, so, so, so good to hear that you're still doing them. Hey, um, I want to talk a bit of footy with you as well, mate. Um, um, Far away. Yeah, so, I mean, the Premiership you played in 75 and also the, the North Melbourne Footy Club, um, they've gone through their struggles recently. Um, but um, it must be, um, you must have good memories of uh, your career. Oh, I know it was a fantastic club. I mean, so sure, we've always, look, we've always had ebbs and floats and ups and downs. I guess it's no secret that, you know, we're uh, an inner city club uh, that's uh, been, you know, regarded as a struggle town at times. But uh, let me tell you, we punch well above our weight. We might be under-resourced, but by gee, we produce over a long period of time. And uh, I was very fortunate to come to come at North Melbourne at a time when I was at the lowest ebb. Uh, but we were building uh, an embryo there that became one of the powerhouses of the uh, competition. You know, we had, you know, Keith McKenzie was a great coach when I arrived, and then we had, of course, the advent of the great man, Ronald Dale Barassi. Yes. And that was the beginning of the uh, renaissance of North Melbourne, and culminating in our first ever premiership in 1975. Since our inception in 1925, it took us 50 years. So they're not easy to win, Jack. No, they're uh, certainly not. a memorable not. moment, and it's still indelibly ensconced in my mind, despite the fact that I've missed the premiership photo. No, but... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, those 20 people are well revered and well regaled and well recognised and in the prophetic words of the great Alan Killigrew which were emblazoned on the walls of the social club the 20 players that bring home North Melbourne's first ever premiership flag will gain football immortality <laughs> and we had no idea what that meant at the time <laughs> but by oh, geez it does it does uh, it does resonate after the event you know 50 years down the track you know, we're yeah. nearly now 20 what are we, 75, 25, nearly 50 years after the event? Yes. 45, and if we survive it, we've only lost one of the uh, members at the moment, the great galloping Summit of Mick Nolan, who mm. passed away sadly. But what a, great, uh, what a great man he was and what a great player he was. Yes, yes, it is. Great contributor to that. So, yeah, some wonderful memories, uh, Jack. Well, so, but, I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm fascinated with uh, Barass because uh, I'm a Melbourne supporter and um, absolutely love him um, for what he did for the Melbourne Footy Club. And um, you talk about premierships and hard to win. Uh, you know, it was fantastic the other year, but I, I certainly know what you mean. But uh, what was he like as a coach to you? Oh, look, he was just outstanding. Can you describe Barass? Barass, yeah. uh, look, He's the most honest man you'd ever meet, the most loyal man you'd ever meet. There's no grey area with Ron. It's either black or it's white. Yep. And it's always do it his way or the highway. Not that he's uh, not that he's devoid of consultancy, but he <laughs> adopts a very autocratic approach. Uh, HR, thank God, they were never in vogue at the time when he coached because it was all fire and brimstone. Uh, when he tipped the tirade of invective or unbridled abuse, uh, Jack, let me tell you, you're humbling a submission. He became a mere piece of grape. He crossed you like a grape. His mere presence, uh, we were just obsequious sycophants. Yep. Uh, and he was just a, such an imposing figure. He's, but of course, he was also very smart. But we all loved him. We'd go to the wall for him. And to this day, we retain a, uh, a very close relationship with a great man, even though he's not enjoying the best of health. No, yeah, we wish him well. But, um, yeah, we do wish him well, but he's, he's, in, he's still in fine fettle. Yes. Well, that's, that's, that's good to know. That's good to know. And it, it seems like North Melbourne is on the full circle because you've, you've now ended up uh, with Alistair Clarkson, another, you know, Barassi-type uh, coach. 
Uh, yeah. the, the helmet, you must be excited going um, into season 2023 with with him as uh, the coach of North Melbourne. Well, there's a lot of reason why you'd be optimistic if you're a North Melbourne ticket holder with Alistair Clarkson at the helm. I mean, yes. so he has proved to be the doing of coaches in contemporary times. And, uh, of course, he carries with himself, you know, a lot of expectation. Uh, he's got a proven track record. And, of course, North Melbourne itself is a pretty exciting place to be at the moment, even though our lowly position on the ladder is not a true indication of where we're at. I mean, we've got a, uh, an abundance of youth and a, an abundance of talent that just needs to be nurtured. Alistair, we have no doubt, will be the man to do it. Uh, but, you know, uh, we have to be a little bit tolerant. Uh, it will probably take a little bit of time, but there's no doubt the club's on the right uh, on the right footing and uh, onwards and upwards from here on in. Has, has it been difficult to watch North Melbourne recently, uh, considering they've gone through their troubles and, um, you know, oh, their turmoils? You know, it has, it has. It's very difficult. I mean, to say some of the performances were very... We're very, very poor, even by our own admission. Mm. You know, at best, you know, we try to mask it as best you can, but the stark reality is you're in the entertainment business and numbers tell you the story. It, and uh, we have suffered, you know, pretty poorly from ratings and TV uh, exposure, and probably rightfully so, and that's the name of the game these days, you know. Mm. You know, you stack up or you fall by the wayside, but, you know... History has proved being fairly compelling that, you know, over a period of time, an 18-side competition or whatever it is, you know, there's a small window where you're going to be successful and then you're going to be very smart how you how you trade or how you run your business in terms of remaining viable. Yes. You know, you don't want to sort of bottom out and then it's very difficult to come back up from the bottom of the pile. But, you know, if you can maintain your business, and Geelong's done it very well, Hawthorne have done it very successfully under Alistair, you know, when they were rebuilding and going through that transitional phase, they were always midfield or on the cusp. But they never petered out. They just selectively bought, strengthened, and, uh, you know, re, uh, rebooted or recalibrated. Yes. Yeah, so have, you, have you seen the, um, the, the footy, you know, the, you know, during this era that we're oh, in now? Yeah, do you, I think, do you I, like it? I think it'd be, fair to say, it'd be fair to say that a lot of us are frustrated. Yeah. You know, it's still a wonderful look. There's no doubt it's a wonderful game. There's no doubt about that. Footy is what it is. I think we've been a little bit disillusioned by some of the, uh, the umpiring and some of the new, uh, you know, stand rule and, you know, uh, you know, Stacks on the mill, so to speak. Yep. You know, it's a blight on the game. You know, it's just, it's lost a lot of its luster. And uh, and a lot of its contest, actually, to be quite uh, brutal. You know, the, the guys are very fit and they're very talented. But, you know, the, the reality is that uh, some of the games, the disparity between the talent has been so vast mm. that the game has, you know, the game has descended into a uh, scrap heap. Yeah, no, it is a bit like that. No, I, I get that. And plus some of the, uh, yeah, in all fairness, you know, some of the uh, some of the brutality of the game has been missing. I'm not saying, you know, when I say brutality, I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, fifty cuffs, but, you know, if you're a big and strong man and you run straight, well, you shouldn't be handicapped if someone gets in your way. And a free kick, you know, good old hip and shoulder. Yes. But all those things you know, now, you know, they've, they've uh, you know, the game's been sterilised to, to a large degree, whereby everyone can play now. Well, you know, it's not a handicap event. It's a very, very unique sport, and it's a very, very t- difficult game to play. 
So, you know, if you've got certain skills and certain attributes, you shouldn't be precluded from using them. No, that's true. So if I'm big and strong and quick, well, I'm going to utilise my pace and my strength. If I'm short and dodgy and smart, well, I should be using my uh, dexterity. Yes. So, you know, all those sort of things. But I guess it's a new world. Everyone wants to be beige. Well, One suit fits all. Well, that's right. Yeah, no, yeah, that's very true. Um, and what have you what have you made of uh, North Melbourne announcing uh, this week that they've got co-captains? Do you like the idea of co-captains no, or are you one captain now? No, I don't. I, don't. I think the co-captains, everything, is, a, is, a, is an offshoot of, of the new world. It's, it's almost diluting the... Uh, the power base. It's almost uh, it's almost uh, surrender. You know, it's almost like spreading yeah. the responsibility. No one wants to take responsibility. Right. No one wants to lead anymore. Hence, we got no leaders. Hence, we got no decision makers. You know, and that's the reason why we've uh, you know been derailed. You know, we're yeah. the great leaders of our times. Yes, co-captains. What are we? What's the role of a co-captain? <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know, apart from, you know, vice regal roles, you know, cutting a ribbon or tossing a coin or, yeah. I don't know, look, I might be old world, I look, I don't want to sound like a dinosaur, because <laughs> the game's still a great game and I've done very well and I've enjoyed the game and, you know, and here I am probably being a bit critical of it, but I'd like to see, you know, some of uh, yesterday being retained, yes. I think it's an imperative. It is, it is. Uh, so, I mean, North Melbourne, how will they? How do you think they'll go this year? I mean, obviously, um, you know, you had a few good draft picks and you've uh, traded well. well you got Jack, the... Yeah, exactly. We've had a few draft picks. We've got some great talent up the yep. field. and uh, We've restructured, uh, so they say, uh, administratively. So all of that's got to be a plus, I guess. Yep. The only thing we've got to see now is uh, how it'll all come together and how it'll work. Yes. Oh, very Which, good. Uh, but Atlas is a pretty smart, sharp operator. He'll be able to uh, figure the deck chairs out. And um, just just back on to the lamb, I mean, on the barbecue, of course, but do you, I mean, what sort of, sort of seasoning do you have with it or do you have any sort of uh, topping yeah, Jack, with there it? There you go again, seasoning. What seasoning? <laughs> Jack, we have, we're plain traditional values, just <laughs> a bit of marinade, just a bit of salt and a bit of pepper, a bit of, uh, that's all you need, yes. a bit of olive oil. On the barbie, you know, three or four minutes, depending upon how you like it. Yep. Uh, if you want to marinate overnight, so it'd be good. Bit of garlic, a bit of chilli, which is what I like. Right. Uh, otherwise, a bit of tomato sauce. Beautiful. You know, a good old titty and just put your duke out and, uh, as I said, rejoice in the best country on the planet. Um, and how, how are the lamb uh, sales and the farmers going? Are they are they going well or are they, are they They're struggling? They're going through the roof, Jack. Yep. They're going through the roof. <laughs> you remember in 2005 when we started, Jack, just for your own personal edification. Yes. And your listeners were culling sheep and put them in the ground for a buck ahead. Farmers were walking off their, off their properties. And if I told you some of the social implications that transpired around the dinner table, it would make your head spin. But now the dinner table's a compatible one. The farms have got their farms back. The cars are back in the garage. They own their farms. And farming has become sexy. And they're getting a just return for a hard day's work, which is all they've ever wanted. Oh, and to play a small role into highlighting the enormity of their contribution has been absolute privilege from my perspective. Oh, and I'm sure they would thank you as well because you're, you're a great ambassador. Bambi, you ambassador. Never say a bad word about me in the rural sector. It's like killing Bambi, Jack. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You'll be hung and quartered by the fence if they say one bad word against me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
very good. Hey, Kekka, we might have to leave it there, mate. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening, yeah, mate. Jack, great you thrill. and your listeners, you, you're gold. You do a terrific service. Sending, there, sending all this information out to those that, uh, you know, otherwise wouldn't have that opportunity. And you do a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful service. Oh, well, no. It's, it's people like you that make the show, mate. So thank you very much. See you, buddy. See you, mate. There we go. Sam Kekovic, uh, North Melbourne Premiership Superstar, preview in the North Melbourne season, and also telling us to eat lamb to, uh, on Australia Day.